0: like hiking some kind of physical thing like i love doing something physical and then there's a payout or a payoff at the end which is why we like hiking like on the west coast where you hike up something and there's a beautiful view like there's you're reaching something at the end your
1: payoff is usually a peanut butter and jelly an apple and some pretzels
0: oh my god
1: Welcome back to the Trav Says Podcast. We are your hosts, Kim and Aaron, and welcome to this week's show. It is a part two show, so if you missed last week, go back and check that out. I mean, technically, I don't think it, it they, they build upon each other, do they?
0: Well, I didn't even know we were starting the podcast.
1: Well,
0: <laughs> We've been, like, messing with the mics, Roll, and then all of a sudden, we just, like, jumped into the podcast. Okay, here we go. Uh, yeah, no, I think...
1: It's a good listen.
0: It's a good listen. So we left last week off. We were, ta- we were sharing some of our stories from traveling around Nusa Panita. And now we're still sharing some stories from Nusa Panita, but this one has more of a theme. Yeah. And so it's kind of a mix of some fun travel stories with some big takeaways and lessons that we're constantly being reminded of. and. Always through some sort of a traveling experience for us, like usually brings all the things out.
1: Which is amazing for the Travstas podcast. Oh, um, yeah!
0: <laughs> all right, let's do it. Let's do it. please
1: prepare for Okay, so we are—we just surpassed a month in Bali.
0: Yeah, that's in. Yeah, what's the date?
1: Well, no, we yeah, thirteenth.
0: Yeah, yeah, so because our visa so our visa would have we would have had to have left the country today today's the 12th so we would have had to have left the country on the 13th so how that works with bali is you get a visa on arrival so you got it for 30 days and then you have to leave the country on your you know 30th day or the 29th day basically why are you staring at me like that? Like a freaking deer in headlights.
1: Because I'm like, does it still count? Like, are we illegal here?
0: No. So you can either leave the country and then come back, which they call like a visa run. And then once you come back into the country, your visa starts over. So a lot of times people will just do that with visa runs, and which is what we did when we were here like five years ago. Because the, the flights usually are so cheap so like you can buy book a flight to Thailand you know for 50 bucks and to be able to go have a quick weekend have a fun experience and then come back but now you know the flights are so much more expensive that it's way it's like a whole other thing so instead of doing a visa run we got one extension so you can do one extension which allows you 60 days in the country so we have our like house Host. host she's working on extending our visa for us because her friend works at like the immigration so we're we're allowed now to stay for 60 days so to answer your question no we're not illegal because once we get our visas visa extensions like That's what you need to exit the country. So once we once we finally leave, it will say like we got the extension. So we were able to. So
1: even though we're technically here past our visa right now and the visa, the extension hasn't been approved.
0: Yeah, it doesn't. It's not about getting approved. You just have to pay for it. So like nobody's unless immigration comes and knocks on our door. It only matters at the airport when you're exiting. So they look to see when you came into the country. And so we'll actually have the visa extension to show them. So it won't matter, right, when we leave. Okay,
1: that's interesting. I just thought of that just now because I realized what the date was.
0: Yeah, I mean, nobody's coming searching for you. It literally only matters when you exit the airport. They look at your passport to see your visa. So if we had overstayed our visa and we didn't get the extension, you have to pay a fine.
1: Well, I was just saying, if we were out and about in town and the police were had a checkpoint for helmets and they pulled us over because we were foreigners and checked our visa.
0: Yeah, no, we would just say we're getting an... Like, it's not that big of a got, deal unless you're exiting the airport. Like... Um, because, obviously, we would just say... I mean, again, I'm saying that. I have no idea. Like, if we got pulled over, i that's not really an issue. Okay. But we would just say, like, we're getting an extension. Like, it's currently in process. Plus, we don't even have our passports because they took them. So, they wouldn't even be looking at our passports. That's true. Right? Good point. We had to give our passports over, which we really didn't want to do, but uh, in order for them to do the whole visa extension thing. So, we don't even have them. So, yeah, nobody's even looking at them. That's true. So, you don't have to, like close the blinds and like hide yeah, underneath the hide, bed no, yeah. nobody is gonna lock you up
1: guess i gotta lay in bed all day
0: <sighs> well and side note so we're in bali we're in ubud and it is been such a rainy morning like we were supposed to go to the gym but like Being on a scooter in the rain is not fun. Well, I
1: was about to say that it's kind of funny because in the United States, it's like it's raining and you're like, "Sorry, I'm not going to the gym because it's raining."
0: Here, it's legit. It's
1: legit because (laughs) we have to drive 15 minutes on our scooter, and nobody's arriving to the gym with soaked shoes and.
0: No, like I mean, you'd
1: have to. You could change, obviously. I mean, you could make it work.
0: It would be an effort.
1: It'd be a huge effort, one which I am happy I'm not making.
0: So, yeah, so it's just, like, one of those rainy mornings where you really, like, crawling in bed, watching a movie, having snacks, like, it's just, like, yeah, it's stormy.
1: Well, and it's also one of those things where the Balinese people ride in scooters in the rain all the time, so food does not stop getting delivered because it's raining. So, we have every capability of laying in bed, ordering food, having it delivered to our door, and just hanging out all day. Ooh,
0: that sounds dirty mm-hmm. dirty dirty dog
1: you got things to do buddy
0: don't look at me with those eyes things don't get do. any
1: ideas things to do um
0: yeah we are for anybody who is a traveler school student which is our online course for travelers it's like the thing we're most proud of that we created that basically it's 10 years well,
1: of the backpacks are up there too well
0: yeah i mean those are our two big babies right <laughs> um that yeah we created it's all of our knowledge all of our experience all of our tips and tools everything we put into one course that really supports new travelers getting started on their journey and teaches them the things to help set them up for success like it's just an incredible container of support and value and tools and all the things and so we are updating it Mm -hmm. uh we are really excited we spent the last couple of days Going through the course and even still we recorded it four years ago and even still we're going through it and we're like, This is amazing. Yeah. I know. Like we are like it was amazing. I mean like, the
1: only the only thing that I had to nitpick was like I would probably say that differently with the like my own way of speaking. It had nothing to do with like what we were teaching. It was just like how I personally said something with my own way of speaking of course
0: you can go like we can nitpick oh we could have said it like this we could have said it like that but all in all like the content the value the things that we were taught like we were like a it's still so relevant and so um timeless in a sense right and just we were like wow like this is amazing even us just watching it we're like this is so good but we went through and we watched um the the lessons and then we took notes on the things that we wanted to update and like new videos that we're gonna add so we have 25 videos so it's kind of a beast of a project i'm glad we have this time in bali right now to to do it but that's on the agenda for the next couple of days as we are going to Basically, film these 25 videos and upload them to the course.
1: Yeah. And I counted last night. There's already 71 videos on there. Wow. So now we're, I mean, I almost feel like we just need to do four more videos and we'll have an even hundred.
0: Wow. That's amazing. And it's not like an overwhelming like 70 videos because it's all, you know, short lessons to the point broken down, you know, in order and relevancy of what the topic is. So they're easy bite size to move through, right? It's not like this overwhelming of like, oh my God, how am I gonna watch 70 videos and they're all an hour. It's not like that. It's, it's very easy digestible stuff to move through. And yeah, so we'll be updating it. So if you're already a traveler school student, you will have access to all of the updates um, for life. And if you're not, well, this will be a perfect time to dive in. We're giving it a facelift. Oh, yeah. Have new energy, new vibes. We're going to be taking you through the process. So, anyways, stay tuned for that.
1: Big things. But that's what,
0: that's what we're supposed to be. Not supposed to be. I mean, what we are working on for the next couple of days while we're here. And then our reward mm. is once we get all the videos filmed and get them uploaded and get them on the course so it's ready to go, we're rewarding ourselves with a trip to the Gili Islands, mm. which is like another island system off of Bali. And it's amazing. Well, and it's, we're
1: going to go to a new island because we went to Gili T five years ago. And yeah. now we're going to go to Gili Air, which is more of the couple's island.
0: And the snorkeling with the sea turtles island, which I'm really excited about. So, anyways, that's like why we're, we're don't look at me with those nap eyes. Well, I know. we we are gonna get this. They're just peeking in our villa. Oh, I think they were coming over to clean. Uh, I've had
1: uh, I've had two late nights these past couple of nights. Yeah, that's so.
0: normal for you. I feel like you're such a night owl. I
1: get a lot of work done at that time.
0: Yeah. Like I
1: just get in a flow and then I get going and then it's quiet and I just like roll and there's nothing else to do. It's not like you could like be outside or be in the pool or whatever. It's like late at night. So it's like you could my
0: sleep. <laughs> like. But then I just sleep.
1: but then I just lay there and toss and turn and stay up and I'm like wired and I'm thinking. And, and it's like I like to just get the things that I want to get done because then my brain shuts off and I'm able to sleep.
0: You know, what's funny, too, is just like a side note. But, you know, it it's like such a perfect example of knowing yourself and who you are and how you work. Right. And like not there are things that you just kind of accept about yourself and you're just like, no, this is me. This is how I work the best, because for years and years, like I feel like I have been encouraging and you have always wanted to be somebody like I, I'm called be somebody that like goes to sleep earlier and wakes up earlier and is in bed at nine and all of this and like it's just not how you're wired it's not how you work like you are a night owl like and you like to sleep in a little bit later and that's just who you are and how you work and that's okay like you don't have to change how you go about things because you're wired in a different way than say somebody like me that likes to be in bed at nine go to bed early and i like to get up earlier yeah and it's all okay
1: well i can tell you you know this is probably one of the earliest we've ever recorded a podcast and i can tell you my brain is not on
0: really no it's like almost 11 bro
1: is it <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> like it's not the morning i thought
1: it was like 9 30 okay. okay you
0: weren't even up at 9 30.
1: Yes, I was. Okay. I was okay. up at eight.
0: The point is, no more trying to encourage you to go to bed earlier or for you to try to rewire no. how you work and just letting that be what it is. Yeah. I just had that cathartic moment. No good. There's a mosquito. Thank you. Don't clap. But, but I feel like you would always, you always try to do that too. for Like, okay, like I'm really going to get into a new schedule. I'm going to, you know, do things differently. I'm going to go to bed or I'm blah, 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 blah. Like I'm, you're always trying to do that. But the reality is I just don't think some people are wired that way and it's okay.
1: No, and I, that's what I realized too. I mean, I can go to bed earlier when I'm working a contract yeah. because I'm like exhausted from the day. Right. um I can, I get a second wind after dinner. I've always known that. And I can usually get a project done, you know, from like 7.30 to 10. And then I just start getting really tired. Whereas when I'm not working, I get a jolt of energy around 9 p.m. And it's like, I'm ready to like, tackle some of the things on my brain to then sleep well at night.
0: Yeah. 100%. I
1: mean, I'm also the guy that wakes up at three in the morning with ideas and goes out and draws, you know, schematics for things. Yeah. So, I mean, it just, it is what it is.
0: Yeah, that is just who you are. Mm -hmm. So, freaking own it. Own who you are. Anyway. Okay. So, let's get into it. So, we had...
1: Can I get some water?
0: Okay. Are we taking a break?
1: Time out. you You can roll.
0: Okay. So, we had kind of a theme for the weekend when we went to Nusa Panita and one of those themes became being afraid of something and then doing it anyways. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird podcasting by yourself. I don't know. Well, because because when there's two of us, we have this back and forth, like uh, just a natural flow of a back and forth. But like when you're by yourself, I don't know. It's a weird... Because then if you pause, it's kind of more awkward where you're like, okay, wait, what was I saying? Like, I feel like it would just be harder to be a solo podcaster, to, like, fill the space for that long of a period of time by yourself. Well, I also
1: feel like it can build suspense, too, right? Like, when you pause, there's actually some benefits to, like, pausing. It's just kind of like... That's a natural conversation, right? Yeah. People, People pause, whereas, like, when you're on a microphone or you're doing a live recording you feel weird when you pause because you feel like oh you know whatever it is that comes up in your brain but it's like one of those things that's like naturally pausing for a second or two to like collect your thoughts or whatever is actually like really no it's a
0: really powerful thing i think we all yeah we never want to have that awkward silence but actually awkward silence is totally okay it gives people a minute to process and stuff Like, but yeah, it is. uh, I guess a lot of solo podcasters to interview and stuff. So you're not completely on your own. Anyways, I was just thinking of that when you were gone. I'm like, wait, this feels really weird. Okay. So the theme was kind of being afraid and doing it anyways. So there was a couple of things that came up that we were just like, I've literally never been more terrified on a trip in my entire life. But like in the best way possible of, of, like, fun things.
1: Well, it was totally <laughs> random things, too, right? It's not like the big, um, you're going bungee jumping in New Zealand. Like, that's obviously scary. Yeah, like, it was like baby stuff. Well, right. It was unassuming. But I, I wanted to ask, we didn't talk about on the last week about how we kind of changed our tone and went about day two and day three differently than it was with day one. Yeah, we did. We did. I just wanted to make sure that we had set that tone.
0: Yeah, because we had talked about, like, uh, yeah, we're definitely not people who just take selfies and, like, move on. We're people who like to have an experience. Even if we see less, that's really important to us. And so that moving forward, that was always the, it always has been. I mean, nothing has changed here. That's how we travel anyways. But it was just, like, that one day was very, like, ugh. Yeah. This is not how we like to do things. No, but okay. it, was,
1: it was also really cool because we were able to utilize that day in the car, see what we needed to see, small snippets, and then go back and rework a plan, which I remember us talking about saying that like we were glad we stayed a couple days.
0: Yeah, because we were able to really do some cool stuff that people wouldn't normally do if they were only there for like a day. Right. So so the first thing, so we there's this famous place... A Nusa Panita, if you Google it, it's the, uh, if you Google Nusa Panita, a picture of this beautiful landscape jetting out into the most beautiful blue water you've ever seen. It looks like a T-Rex, like it's what it's known for. Oh, you want
1: to go kinkling or do you want to go tell a... What? I said, did you want to go kinkling or did you do want to do the first part of the day when we went to the, what was it called, the the beach?
0: Oh, tembling? Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that.
1: How'd you forget about that?
0: Well, now that I just started talking about T-Rex.
1: We'll come back to T-Rex.
0: Okay. Okay. So, yeah. No, I, I forgot about that. That's, see, that's why you need two hosts.
1: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> okay. So, go ahead.
1: No, so this was um, on our last day, or our first day, we were heading to the treehouse, and we really wanted to get to the treehouse, and our driver was like, do you want to go to Timbling?" and we were like no let's get to the tree house but then we realized how close we were and so we wanted to hit that first thing in the morning because we thought that would be like really cool um the thing is is again kim does all the planning and so i really didn't know much about it at all i mean i was asking her questions on the way there like what are we even doing like what's this place known for why are, you never
0: know what we're doing why are
1: we even here <laughs> like is this a waste of my time um like what are we doing
0: yeah which is so funny because you, luckily you're just like chill and you'll like do anything because you <laughs> you're like okay so what are we doing today and then I tell you you're like cool like sounds great but like you never really know I right. mean so that's funny but so okay so tembling at beach and forest is one of the coolest things that we did the entire time we were there if you go to Nusa Panita it's a hundred percent you must do it it's not on like the normal tours no Uh, You do have to specifically ask for it because it's out of the way. And in order to get down to it, so it's two natural springs and a beach and a swing and, I mean, it was incredible. You have to scoot, you have to take a scooter to get to it. You cannot get to it by a car. You could walk. Or you could walk, but it was like two miles. It was crazy. No, you don't want to walk. It was. And just the terrain, the whole thing. Like, you wouldn't want to walk. So, you have to take a scooter to get to it, which is also nice because that's why it's not as busy. Correct. The the places that are harder to get to, a lot of people don't go. Yep. So, those are always the hidden treasures. So, you can either have your own scooter to get down there, (laughs) which, again, we've already said, like, we do not recommend you driving a scooter in Nusa Penida unless you're very skilled because it's crazy. Yeah. So if you have your own scooter, you can do that, or you can hire a local who's at the, like the- Entrance. Be, entrance and they will take you down on their scooter. hmm And so this scooter, okay. So first of all, a lot of people, like we said, don't come because it's hard to get to. Other people are scared because the scooter ride down is, absolutely insane and terrifying
1: yeah i mean you gotta think like potholes every like foot and a half um not a paved road uh deep potholes with like water filled in them like you can't really see the road it's narrow there's you know bikes coming both ways it it was it was it was crazy i i enjoyed it
0: Good. Hold on, before you, because t- like the whole, like it's not even. Uh, uh, the path is as narrow as the tire. Like it's yeah, you have to put that in per- like, It's not a normal path. Like the path was literally teeny tiny, as as narrow as the the tires of the scooter. So any way like you go, like you could easily fly off, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's like a roller coaster, straight down, straight up, mm-hmm. where, I mean, they have ramps. Yeah. Ramps. Okay. Yeah. Like, it's insane to get down there. So it is not for the faint of heart. No. Okay. So it's scary. A lot of people don't want to do it because of, of all those things that we just said. And, you know... Me personally, I feel like I've gotten a lot better on the scooter. Like, I'm pretty chill. But being on on a scooter in general is a little bit, it's fun, but it's also, you know, it's a little scary sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, Just in normal, riding down the street, let alone on this crazy path through the jungle. Right. Okay. So that being said, we hired these two locals to take us down, which is also really cool because you're supporting the local community because these are their jobs. Yep. So you pay them 100,000 rupiah, which is like seven bucks. Yeah. And they throw you on the back of their scooter and they take you. I,
1: I got to say, like, it was kind of interesting because for anybody that knows me in person knows I'm not a small guy. Oh, my, oh my and God. So I'm on the back of this little ass scooter with this, like, other decent size Balinese guy, right? <laughs> y- younger guy. And... All I'm saying is my my uh, bathing suit area down below Your was getting very close with all the bumps. It was basically like a fully clothed, like Dry non-sexual hump. porno.
0: Like you were basically poking him <laughs> with the big boy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and because because the hills were so down, my legs were I literally felt like I hiked fucking Mount Everest. Four times because I'm trying to hold on those little pegs and hold myself up and not basically hump him the entire time that we were on this scooter.
0: I was laughing hysterically because the way that you looked, you looked so terrified and uncomfortable because you're a huge man, right? <laughs> like you are. Like you're, well,
1: I'm, I'm no joke. You're, yeah,
0: you're a right. Yeah. Oh God! I can't even imagine him on the back of one of those. Uh, we're talking about our friend Joe, who's literally like seven feet tall. Yeah, Shout six, out eight, to Joe Daniels.
1: Six eight and like a, a solid like two thirty. Yeah. yeah.
0: But you're like a big bro, right? And the other guy was like you said. So it was like you looked like like you know the Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Where he's on the back, like his like your legs were up. By your chest, it looked like for yeah. some reason. And you were hunched over, just like, like well, holding I, mean, I
1: also realized I didn't, I wanted to film it. And so I had the GoPro. And so I was like filming the road and I only had one hand. So my other hand was holding on for dear life and my <laughs> legs were trying to hold me up. So I wasn't humping him in the back.
0: It was, it was, holy. I was giggling because, and then he, he would try, the, the driver would try to get up these ramps.
1: Well, these huge hills, and
0: because you were like, you know, so big, <laughs> yeah. it, you know, like smoke was literally coming out of the scooter. He
1: would turn around. And he would say, "Hang on tight," and then he would <laughs> gun it, and he had to like he was had the throttle fully down and had to put his feet down and run up the hill because we did we had too much weight on the bike to get up the hill.
0: Oh my god, that it, that was hilarious just to watch. Yeah, and my guy was, I mean. It would, my ride wasn't as funny looking. No. It was pretty normal. But, like, I was... At first, I was, like, holding on. Like, on the back of a scooter, there's... Handles. Handles. And so, at first, I was, like, holding on to those. Because when I ride with Aaron, I wrap my arms around him, like, because he's my husband and it's easy, whatever. And you feel more secure that way than just hanging on the back.
1: Or you just hang on to my saddle.
0: Or you're, when you're wearing your backpack, <laughs> I just hold on to that. And... <laughs> you're a pommel horse. Yeah. And so... But then it got a little shaky, so I was like, uh, "I'm just gonna like wrap my arms around him," and he was probably like, eh. "He didn't say anything," but I just like like quietly wrapped my arms around him and was like holding on for dear life.
1: Well, I mean, obviously, talking about this, like just jumping ahead, it was a little awkward too. On the way back, um, it was the same ride, obviously, just the opposite way, but. It even became, I, I got a really strong giggle out of it. And I tried not to laugh too loud because it, it would like really, that made it awkward. But I was hanging on to the back and he was like, no, put both hands on my shoulders. And so I had both hands on my shoulders and I already knew what coming down looked like. So I could only imagine what going up looked like. And I was really just <laughs> ramming him in the back, but I had my hands on his shoulders, so it looked even worse. So
0: awkward. Yeah. It's almost like dainty. I
1: mean, you, like get, dainty. you get really close.
0: Yeah. Oh my, that was so funny, but it was so much fun. Oh and I think because, OK, so like you, you take the scooter ride down there, which was its own adventure on its own. So you're going through this crazy jungle because what makes this place so cool is that it's the natural springs and the beach and all of that. But like you have to go through a jungle to get there. Yeah. Right. So that's why a lot of people don't want to go there. The scooting down was an adventure all on its own. And it was so much fun and i think because these guys do it every day they ride scooters they don't even have cars they start riding scooters at like eight years old like literally they know the path they know what they're doing i felt very safe
1: oh they knew every bump they knew the big potholes they knew what to go around they knew when to accelerate when to like put on the brakes when to coast like you could tell they knew that like the back of their hand it's like any pilot flying into those crazy airports there's certain pilots that can fly in because they're well trained like these guys were like legit right at least our drivers
0: you know so you felt you felt safe and so it was one of those where it's like you could just enjoy yourself there were definitely some moments where i was like oh my gosh like this is kind of sketchy but i i felt like they knew what they were doing and so you could just kind of be like this is this is insane and this is actually really fun yeah if i would have been on the back of a scooter with you oh god I would have been terrified, not because you're not a good driver, because you absolutely are, but because this was such a technical path and it was so sketchy and you could have easily flown off. Like, I'm not even exaggerating.
1: Well, 100%. And the fact that you have to accelerate fully on a scooter to get up the hill and know the path and be able to maneuver like that, like those things aren't easy to maneuver on a dime.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. So
1: Unless you're skilled.
0: Unless you're skilled, yeah. So which these guys were, and the locals are, and so we highly recommend that. And so to 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 pay for them to yeah, take you down 100%. there because not only do they take you down there, they wait, they take pictures of you, which we'll get into in a second. Which there's really nothing to get into, I guess. Like our driver just took the most incredible videos and pictures of us. It was yeah. like insane. Well,
1: my driver did. But it what your driver didn't my, really. My do driver so just sat
0: there and smoked cigarettes.
1: We just <laughs> we just happened to have an amazing photographer. I mean, he was great. He knew exactly what to take. He did some awesome shots of us. And we just like got for once to really just kind of be and get pictures of us both, which never really never happens. happens.
0: We just get selfies.
1: In the most beautiful place. Yeah.
0: Right. So he took pictures and then they bring you back and it's seven dollars. I mean we were down there for like two hours, maybe close to two hours and they yep. just chill and do your do the thing and then they take you back. but we almost didn't go Be, not that we almost didn't go, but like I had I was nervous about it because I again I had done the research so I read the blogs and the videos and all the things so I knew that this path what it was. And I was nervous about it So I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, what if we do crash and blah, blah, blah? Like, that's a real possibility. It's not, you know. And so it was kind of like, oh, maybe maybe it's not worth it. Like, let's just not go. Like, who cares? It's not a big deal. There's other things we want to do. And I'm so glad that I pushed that fear aside. That was very like it was just silly. Like, you know, whatever, like letting that go and then showing up and doing it anyways, because that ended up being one of the our favorite things that we did the entire time that we were there and it and the scare quote scary part was fun. It was yeah, fun. It
1: was. It was. And I think it's crazy too, like on top of that, because we were so close to that area, we got to beat the tours there. So we were only there with other people that had stayed and and knew about this place as well. And for the first 40 minutes, Kim and I were the only ones down there. Yeah. The only Uh. ones with the two hot springs. There's a temple overlooking one of the hot springs, not just like some little temple, like some beautiful temple in the jungle. Yeah. Overlooking the hot springs. We got to swim in it and then we had the beach and the swings all to ourselves and then people started like coming in, but they were coming in like one at a time. Right. It wasn't like you know a mass of people until we left at around 1 p.m.
0: and then people were coming in Mm -hmm. people were coming in um but yeah so that was a really cool experience i'm so glad that we did it and i didn't let that like nerves of the scooter ride you know hold us back from doing something really fun Mm -hmm. um and so that again this is kind of the theme of of this particular trip and so the next thing that we did. Well, I did
1: want to say one other thing. It was like one of those things that seeing what we had saw the day before and then looking at that private beach with that blue water and those swings and the hot springs and the temples and the jungle and you're like, there's nobody here. Yeah. Like after the pushing and the shoving and the yelling and the screaming and the snap a picture and go kind of mentality that was paradise oh 100%. and that was the instagram spot to be like by yourself on a white sandy beach with beautiful crystal blue water like coming in like it was epic with the rocks and the oh my god well and like,
0: that's why we were like you know people were lining up to get these pictures at all these places it was ridiculous and then Aaron and I are sitting on two swings overlooking the ocean on a white sandy beach in the middle of a jungle. It was the most beautiful place like we've ever seen. And we were the only ones there. We're like, where's the line? Like, this is the shot. This is incredible. Mm -hmm. Which again is just funny. And why, you know, we love and how we like to travel is really trying and making an attempt to get off the beaten path because those are the places that aren't as trafficked, right? For whatever reason They you know, people don't want to go for whatever the reason is. But those are always the places that you can really enjoy where you are. Mm-hmm. Like we're on the in a, on an island in the middle of the Indian Ocean. And it's absolutely beautiful. And in that moment, it really felt like that.
1: It did. Because you were away old, from the crowds. And again, it, it really started to elevate the conversation we had had the day before about we don't like just going and seeing places. We want an experience, and the experience of even driving down, down excuse me, down to the beach was fifteen minutes, but it was such an experience that will last forever. Yeah. Right. Of just riding a scooter. Yeah. Right. And then on top of that, the reward was that beautiful beach being there by by itself. And again, you almost not wanting to do it because of being scared to get on the back of a scooter with a stranger.
0: Right. A hundred percent. And it was. Well worth it.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right, moving on.
0: Okay, so let's talk about all things healthcare traveling. As travelers, we are all about working less, traveling more, having more adventures, and really just creating a life on our own terms. In 2012, when we decided to quit our full-time jobs, sell our house, and basically everything we owned, and took the leap into this crazy travel life, It was the best decision we've ever made. It completely changed our lives in all of the ways, and it opened up so many doors that we didn't even know were there. We love teaching everything that we've learned. We are obsessed with it, it is one of our passions, and we love helping new travelers get started, which is why we decided to create our online course, Traveler School. So Traveler School is basically your one-stop shop for everything that you need to know to jumpstart your travel career and really set yourself up for success. Everything is in the course. It is basically 10 years worth of all of our knowledge, all of our experience, all the mistakes that we've already made, we have put inside this one course that you can binge on in one weekend. So here's the deal, what you learn inside Traveler School will not only help you travel smarter and make more money, because that's a given. This course alone has helped hundreds of students save thousands and thousands of dollars every single contract. That is a fact, okay? But it will also really give you the confidence and the tools and support to help you have the most fun, the most successful experience you possibly can as a traveler, so if you are ready to create the life of your dreams, we've got you covered. So head over to kivbinarng.com forward slash t-school to learn all the things, get all the details, and to sign up. And we'll see you on the inside. Next one. So t-Rex, back to T-Rex. So yeah that was where there were hundreds of people waiting in line trying to get a shot people in trees yelling get out of the way let me get my picture whatever it's a it's a shit show okay yeah. it's super touristy but for good reason because it is it's absolutely beautiful it's it's a place that you want to see when you're in nusa panita periods that's why the crowds are there we get that okay so one thing that people don't do most people don't do They get their picture and they go they don't hike down to the actual beach so when you're looking at the t-rex it's a piece of land that goes out but then there's like this cove with this beautiful beach like underneath so you can actually hike down to that beach but most people don't because it's scary a (laughs) f and so
1: even most of the guides and drivers that we had were like, no, I've never done it because I'm too scared. I'm
0: too scared. Even, okay, our driver, I think, was a freaking scaredy pants because he even said when we took the scooter ride down to Tumbling, he said he's never done it because he was too scared to to take a scooter down there.
1: Yeah.
0: we're like, okay, grow a set, bro. <laughs> like, you're missing out on life.
1: Right. This is where you live. This is where,
0: yeah. Like, yeah, it was, it was just funny because he was also scared to hike down to the beach where we're just like, live a little, mm-hmm. you know. Anyways, that was funny. So we had already seen the whole T-Rexing, took our picture. And so we decided, you know, that night in the treehouse that we were going to go back and we were going to do the hike down. So I'm really scared of edges and cliffs. So again, like not really scared of heights necessarily, but uh, edges. I can can be up high and look at things and I'm not scared, but it's when I'm close to an edge or anyone else's. I think I've already said that on the last one. Okay, so let's move on. We get that. This hike is sketchy as fuck. I'm just going to say that.
1: Well, and it's funny because you always hear people talking, right? But you never understand what their level is Mm -hmm. until you do it, right? So you could read all the blogs in the world. You could, I mean, it's even down to like restaurants, people saying like this restaurant sucks, but it's like, well, what's their evaluation of suck, right? right? Like, you know, so it's the same thing. It's like, this is scary. But I mean, obviously, if there's like hundreds and hundreds of like the same thing, then you can kind of be like, okay, I guess like that's enough of a margin to understand that it could be pretty scary.
0: Well, right. And again, I plan. So it's like I had read some blogs and seen some things. And, you know, they were saying if you're scared of heights, like, you know, this this definitely isn't for the faint of heart. Right. Mm -hmm. And and you hear that over and over again. But like you said, people say that about a lot of things. But then when you're actually doing I mean, people even said that about the Inca Trail in some parts. And I'm like, there was never a part of course, there were some steep drops. And some edges, but I never felt... No. So that's what I'm saying. So you kind of look at what other people say, and you're like, uh, I don't... Whatever. Yeah. Okay. So you never know. I almost, again, was like, maybe we just shouldn't do it because we've already been that way. We already saw it. Does it really matter? I was kind of hoping it was going to be high tide. Let's, then- go, let's
1: go hang out on the beach somewhere, like not on Kinkling. Like, let's just yeah. go to like a flat beach and, and, and hang out. Yeah. And just chill.
0: And... Yeah, and and again, I was kind of hoping it was high tide so that, because if it's high tide, you can't get down there. So it was like, maybe it's high tide, we don't have to go. So again, I was trying to be like, it's not worth it, who cares, whatever. And so we decided to do it. Mm -hmm. Because again, like, we like hiking, some kind of physical thing. Like, I love doing something physical, and then there's a payout, or a payoff at the end, which is why we like hiking, like, on the west coast where you hike up something and there's a beautiful view like there's you're reaching something at the end
1: your payoff is usually a peanut butter and jelly an apple and some pretzels
0: oh my god (laughs) the oh the like best lunch with a beautiful view and just to sit and embrace like you work towards something right that's always the vibe so
1: well we also like to push we, we like to push the envelope a little bit of what we think is comfortable. A
0: hundred percent. So yeah. that
1: this this checked all the boxes. So
0: I knew and this kind of became a theme for the trip, too, is that if in any moment you feel nervous to do something or you don't want to do something and the reason is because you are scared or because you're nervous, then that's exactly why you should do it. To push your limits to get out of your comfort zone which is something that's really important to us i mean it's a it's a pillar we built into the trapsest brand about like the community as a whole like getting out of our comfort zone and trying new things and pushing our limits and because we know how it feels to be on the other side of that and we know that's where growth comes from Right. right we know that and so that's something that we live our lives by that's really important to us and so That theme became, okay. if if I'm scared to do it, that means that I need to do it. I want to push myself to do it. So let's fucking do it.
1: Right. Well, there was also the conversation that we had because I was like, well, what line is that? Right. Because, you know, that's not being like I'm going to go cage diving with great white sharks and you know what? I'm scared to get out of the cage. So I'm just going to do it. Right. It, it, it becomes like that's that's stupidity.
0: Robbie, right? so, like you weigh it out, bro. Right.
1: So, right, I, I'm not going to like tie my own rope out of bedsheets and rappel <laughs> down from kinkling no. because I'm scared of it.
0: Right. You know what I'm it's saying? Like, wet, it's, it's yes. like,
1: do people do it all the time? Is there some accidents? Yes, from being crazy or whatever it is. Who knows what people do. But, like, do. Is there a lot of people that do it during the day and the majority of them don't get hurt? Right. And then you're just scared because of your own internal stuff. Exactly. That's what you push through. Exactly. That is the, my own agenda in my head and my feelings is holding me back for some reason. That's what we're talking about from the S. community and what we try to do is push through that. Yes. Right? 100%.
0: Okay. E- exactly. Yeah. Like you have to weigh it out of course but most things even even traveling in itself right right there's nerves there's fears the uncertainty the unknown but like pushing past that because you know that once you get into it on the other side of it it opens up so many doors and such growth and such different ways of of thinking and living and all of the things and it's like you would never be able to have those experiences if you didn't push past those nerves and fears that are natural, that are going to be there, right? Anytime you're doing something new or something different or, you know, hiking down the side of a cliff, of course, there's nerves there. But like weighing that out as far as Yes, is this super dangerous or is this just something that hundreds of people do all the time? Like, it's you're good, you're just holding yourself back from a really cool experience because of your own fears that aren't really life-threatening.
1: Well, right, and I think that's the, the one thing that I've seen in our lifestyle in general, what we've been doing ever since we started healthcare traveling, was that is the one like overall thing that really does build upon itself, right? Like it's the one thing that like you go to another king or you go to another like Timbling or something like that. Like you have something to relate to, to say, I was scared of this. I'm still cautious, but I'm not trying to get out of it because of my fear because you've built that muscle now of like, you know what it's like on the other end of that. You know where you were when you started, you know where you were when you finished, and you know how you felt at the end. Yeah. And it's a really cool feeling to be like, wow, I was scared of that, but I crushed it, and it was life-changing.
0: Well, and it and it builds confidence, right? Mm-hmm. When you're afraid to do something and you push yourself and you do it anyways, it builds confidence. It builds that muscle up, right? Where you're like, holy crap, like... That wasn't even as hard as I thought or as scary as I thought. And now I feel proud of myself and now I feel more confident and now I know I can absolutely do that. And there's so many areas in life just everyday stuff, like pushing that limit and like always trying to do things that make you feel uncomfortable, big or small. It's such a game changer. And you and I go into ruts sometimes where, because what used to be more of pushing our limits or getting out of our comfort zone have now become our new normal. And then we need to kind of go to another tier of it, right? Because, you know, us traveling was like, oh my God, this is crazy. And now it's just become part of our normal life. Us speak. even doing lives used to be scary and now it's just a part of our normal life. Getting on stage was one of the scariest things I've ever done. And now it's like, I know I can do it. I can do it again. Like all of these things are just building upon each other. And we have to remind ourselves like to say, okay, we're kind of just been coasting. Let's do something to push ourselves. And that's really important to us because it does build character. It builds confidence. And once you do it, you're like, holy shit, like, that wasn't even that bad now i can do it again and that becomes more normal and then i'm going to do something else and it's just i think it just it really cracks you open as a human and builds different strengths and totally confidence and all of the things
1: although that person was not at the start of okay this, of so this back hike. to
0: Kaling king okay so i was nervous and here's the thing i don't <laughs> what
1: just it's all coming back to me
0: so how far would you say that is? Real is like a thousand feet or something? I uh, I don't it's know like depth that. perception it's or about
1: eight to a thousand feet. Probably
0: couple thousand. No, no, You no. don't think?
1: Couple thousand I don't know. I
0: can't place what that actually is. Okay,
1: look at uh Dead Woman's Pass.
0: Yeah, that was twelve thousand feet. Right. So where or we 14. ate fourteen where
1: we ate lunch. Right we we're at fourteen, but you don't you don't start at zero. Like we started we had four thousand feet to climb at uh, the start of the day, 2,000 feet to climb at lunch. So basically, it was around 1,000 to like 800 feet down.
0: Okay. I think it was further, but whatever. It was high AF. And so it's not, okay, so it's not just like a straight path down. No. And it's on the edge of a cliff. And narrow very narrow
1: like two person narrow like shoulder yeah. to shoulder is a good way I mean you have to be conscious of people coming up you have to kind of turn to the side to let them go that's how narrow it is but we're not talking like a foot of clearance on you know to fall off right like it's not like a, a foot wide path
0: right 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 and and so there's a wood what would you call? well, well it's funny
1: because it starts off with stairs Right. But there's like there's handles. But I mean, you're looking at both ends, like both sides of the cliff. And it's like I said, it's narrow. And so we start going down the stairs. And my thought is, is like, this is easy. Like, this is so simple. And Kim starts to freak. i like,
0: I can't do this.
1: She, she e- And that was easy. Six steps down, she was like, maybe we shouldn't do this. I don't want to get too far and like, I can't do this.
0: Right. Which is so funny because, again, it's all perspective of like, you do something hard and then what you thought was hard was actually the easiest thing you've ever done. And those steps, I was like starting to kind of panic and I was starting to be like, oh my gosh, like, and we hadn't even gotten into the crux of it yet. <laughs> And but on the way back, because of what we had gone through on the way back, when we reached those steps, I and was like, hallelujah, the easy part. Here we go. That was a walk in the park. That was like I might as well have been walking on a flat path in the middle of the woods somewhere like mm-hmm. and so it's, it's because of what actually ended up we ended up getting into. So I start there, freaking, already. Yeah, yeah. And Aaron's like, no, like, you got this. Like, you're good. Like, you're good. There was other people going down. People do this all the time. It's fine. Like, you got this, right? Unless you're a freaking moron. Right. You're not just going to fly off the side of this cliff. Right. Really? Right. Okay. So then we keep going, and we get to another part of the trail that is going straight down. And the only barrier is these wooden trees.
1: Well, what? self-made, like human-made, right? Like yeah, tied out of to-
0: trees.
1: Tied together with rope. Right. So it wasn't like bolted in or cemented in.
0: No. It, and, and that was the only barrier that was protecting you from falling off the cliff, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, which is insane to think about. Uh, however, those felt very sturdy to me.
1: They did. There, there were certain points that didn't, Yeah. Um, but majority, I'd say 97% of those were very solid to where again, I'm 200 plus pounds and not the most flexible. So it's one of those things that I was able to put my weight on those rails and feel very secure.
0: Which is really crazy to think about because you put... You have to put so much trust in those rails because of the way the path is and you're, you know, kind of scaling. And oh, this, you are scaling. You're, yeah, you're not kind of, you're, you're literally scaling the side of this cliff. There's no stairs, there's no, no. real path. There's
1: divots out of the mountain yeah. that people have put their heels in.
0: And you have to hold on to these railings for support. And so it's, it's really wild to think that, if that railing went, you would die a hundred percent there. So putting your faith in those railings is crazy. Yeah. But I kept telling myself that these are strong and that hundreds of people do this. And, you know, like it, it's OK, it's OK. Like they felt sturdy. They felt OK. So I had to just it's OK. Like, put your put your strength into this. Put your weight into this. You're OK.
1: Yeah. And it is a, that part of the path. So the last three fourths of the way down is literally a one way path. Mm -hmm. And so there's people coming up and there's people going down. And so there's times where you're like hanging on to the rock behind you, not over the cliff, but like trying to let people go by. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you got to find your footing and like make sure that you can stand there and let them get by. And so, you know, because of that, it was funny. We, I was waiting for people to pass me and then I turned the corner and I see Kim literally sitting on her butt with her knees in her chest just crying. yeah,
0: Whimpering. <laughs> Whimpering. I wouldn't say there were tears, but there were whimpers. It was, yeah. And I and I said like, I don't know if I can do this. I, I'm starting to panic. I'm starting to kind of freak out and get in my head right now. And, you know, it was, it, it felt like a lot But then it was also, like... Because, you know, honestly, like, when it comes to, like, fears and stuff, like, you get this visceral reaction with your body. And it almost was like, I don't know if I can, like, keep going. And... But then it was like, I've gone this far. Like, you're... You're all... This is already scary AF. Like, you're already in it. Do you want to turn around and go back up without even getting the reward of the experience? Or can you keep pushing? Right? Mm -hmm. And so... I kept saying like the mantra because I really wanted to to like power through this for myself and and to finish it and to be like, you got this, you're okay. And I just kept saying like, you're safe, you're supported, you're strong, you got this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's safe, you're okay. Like, just keep going. Like, this is an experience, you know? And, and it's like, that was just my mantra. You're safe, you're supported, you're strong. Like, trust your body, trust your, your legs, you know? Like, you're good. And I, I just kept being in that mantra. And I remember there was one time, because you're trying to get your footing, um, it's very strategic, it's very technical. This isn't an easy hike by any means, and so you really have to figure out where you're gonna place your feet and your hands to get down to, an, to your next like prong, basically. Mm-hmm. And there, there was a place, a couple of times, where I was just like, I couldn't figure out how to, like where to go, where to put my hands and my feet. And I said, um, what did I say, I can't do this? Or I said, I'm stuck. I kept saying, I'm stuck. I'm I'm stuck. stuck.
1: I can't do this. I'm I'm stuck. stuck. I can't do this. I'm
0: stuck. And you said, you're not stuck. You're just figuring it out. Take your time. Take a breath. You're going to figure it out. You are figuring it out. And I was like, there was something. Just for the
1: record, I I said that. Yeah. Yeah. I said you. I know. No, I was just like, because I was going to say, it was crazy because you said that. Like, I'm stuck. I can't do this. And it was, like, one of those, like, divinely led messages of just, like, you're not stuck, you're figuring it out. Yeah. And I was, like, I even said it to myself, like, wow, that was, that was, yeah.
0: That was good shit, man. (laughs) That was good shit.
1: I can't take credit for that, actually. (laughs) That,
0: yeah, yeah, like, that just, like, flowed through you. And there was that, that, when you said that, it was one of those moments, because, again, you are good at, like, you give me pep talks all the time. Like, motivational talks in scary situations. In some things, I'm like, shut up. Yeah. I'm just like, don't talk to me. I'm too scared. Yeah. And, like, some stuff is, is it hits, and it's like, okay, that's helpful. That's helping me get through. And I, I heard that, right? I heard that. And that was one of those moments where I was like, it really landed with me. And I took that in. It was like this, it clicked, and I was like, wow, like, That was so powerful of like, you're good. You're figuring it out. You are more than capable of figuring this out. You are smart, you are strong, you got this. And it was that, that, so it completely changed my mental game. And what I was saying to myself, instead of saying I'm stuck, it was like, okay, what's my next move here? How can I do this? Where am I gonna go? Like, I got this. Like, I'm figuring it out step by step by step. I also have a partner behind me, who is helping and he's figuring out and he's strong and he's got this. And like together we got this. Like, and it was just really, really powerful and it completely shifted. And in that moment, I felt like I had, I got into a groove and I was just like, okay, like I got this.
1: Well, and, the whole and it thing, switched for me. The whole thing I was hoping too was like, I feel like when you get in those areas of the visceral reaction and saying you're stuck and you freeze and, um, what you tend to do is stop thinking, yeah, and you want to rush, mm-hmm. and that's actually the worst case scenario for any situation. Mm-hmm. And so when I said that, I was hoping it would slow you down and give you permission to take your time and think, because when you do that, you can do anything.
0: Yeah, and that's and that's exactly what it did. Because I agree, it was like you know when you're in a situation like that you want to just you you kind of panic and you want to just get through it and get done right and you kind of get into that zone and that did it was like okay slow down figure it out you got this and and so I feel like that completely shifted everything and and so we got down and there were even parts like I like was putting the camera on you yeah you know it was like I I felt I don't know, I felt, not that I wasn't still nervous, but I felt okay. Yeah. I felt not in a panic. Yeah. I was like, we're good. We're on the side of a cliff, but we're good. Yeah. And, and and so it was a really cool moment. So we get down to the beach after all of that, and it's like, oh my gosh. Like, just that feeling of, we freaking did it. Yeah.
1: And I mean, on top of that, you jump down, because it's a ladder. Yeah. And then... You basically look around you and there's like 20 people.
0: Not even. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. Because nobody wants to freaking do that. I mean, it's
1: a massive beach too. This isn't like a small little jut out. Yeah. This is like a huge beach.
0: Right. And I was sitting on the beach, which you can't swim at because the... Well, you can, but... You can, but the currents are so crazy. Nusa Panita in general is beautiful but it's not really swimming great for swimming beaches where the gilly islands is, uh, just because the currents and the tides, it's, mm-hmm. it's insane. So you don't want to go out deep. Like if you're not a good swimmer, like we're, we're not swimmers, like we no. doggy paddle. So anyways, you splash around, but it's not a huge swimming beach.
1: Yeah. I mean, four, but, four people were killed that year in those tides on King Kling.
0: Yeah. Which is so sad. Yeah. Um, but they were told not to go in the water and they did. Which is just ridiculous. It's like, yeah, don't don't push the limits in that way. Okay, no. there's a great example. Like, don't push the limits in that way. That's just silly. Like, just, yeah.
1: Know your own abilities. Yeah, know
0: your own, know your own abilities and what feels oh. comfortable. So for us, splashing around a little bit, getting wet, standing up and tinkling.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I'll even say that I was trying to tinkle. And I was sitting in the sand. In the sand. And again, we've said it multiple times. I'm not a small dude. Literally, a wave came in and knocked me 150 feet probably backwards. I mean, I literally went up the beach into the like normal sand. You flew. Flew. And I was going fast. It wasn't like a a short little. I mean, that was a wave that had crashed and came into shore and literally, it made me think of like all these like uh, tsunami waves and things like that where you see the power of the water. Like, that was insane to me.
0: It was scary.
1: I was loaded. I had pounds and pounds of sand in places that I never knew existed. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah. It was
1: insane.
0: Just head to toe. We're, like, still finding sand and crevices on our body from that beach. Like, it was crazy. Um, But, yeah, we, we, like, tinkled, splashed around, did our thing. And I was, like, sitting on the beach. And it's just that reminder, too, of, wow, I almost... Missed out on this really unique experience, this really cool experience of like, I'm looking up and I, and I know that there's hundreds of people up there screaming right now, trying to get the picture. And I'm down here on this beautiful beach where it's quiet. You can hear the waves. It's not loud. You're spread out. And we just had this crazy hike down, but it was, it's an experience that I will always remember. Mm -hmm. And. I wouldn't have done it because of the fear and would have missed out on something that I will remember forever. And I think there's just such an important reminder to always be checking in with that and, and really not allowing yourself to miss out on things because you're nervous about something in any area of your life, right? Like say yes to things, especially if they make you nervous because those are the experiences and the stories you're always going to remember.
1: Well, and what do we all always say too is you never know unless you go, Mm -hmm. right? Like you don't. Like you, you could literally have sat around at a dinner table back in the United States and told this story and said and really painted a picture so that everybody at the table would have agreed with you that you don't hike down there. Yeah. Right. You could have done that easily. Mm-hmm. But it's like you never know unless you go. So unless one of those people from the dinner table went to Nusa Panita and evaluated it for themselves, like they would have that story as well. And they would probably continue to tell that story. Right. right? Like a friend of mine just went to Nusa Penita and she didn't do it because of this hike, blah, blah, blah. That was going off your perception. Right. Right. And so you being able to do that. And I think it was like huge because even at the stairs, when we said it went from stairs to the harder part of the hike. Remember those two girls came up and they were telling us about the way down and there's some points that you gotta scale the side. And She said kinda, if you're
0: scared of heights, it's gonna be sketchy.
1: It's gonna be sketchy, but she said, but we're making memories for a lifetime. Yeah. And that's what we wanted and so it's worth it. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, we had just said that. And so it was just another like reflection moment of like, okay, like, Other people feel this way, too. Yeah. We're all in
0: it together. Mm -hmm. Everybody's a little cringe, like, going down, a little sketch. But, like, we're all in it together. We're all okay. And and, and so we're sitting on the beach, and then we're like, oh, shit, now we have to go up. And I was like, I don't want to go up. And I'm glad, knowing what I know now, like, going up was way harder. You think? Well, okay, it was harder... Um, I thought it was way technically, easier. Technically. So it was easier for me with my mindset and, and the heights and stuff because you're just so focused on step by step and you're just looking at the mountain and you're just going up and you're not looking so much around you and and that whole thing where going down, you're kind of looking the whole time of like where you are. So in that regard, it was easier height-wise. But it was harder technically because you're literally – scaling a mountain there's you because going down at least you can scoot down on your butt which i did many times going up you are pulling yourself my the next day my chest and arms were so sore because you're pulling yourself up the side of a freaking mountain well that's really
1: funny because that goes into the whole perception of what you feel as an individual right because for me not being so flexible and not trusting my balance Going down is hard for me because I have to be so sure of my footing and that my muscles can support that because I don't have any upper body to help me versus going up. I trust my leg muscles and my chest and shoulders and those muscles to pull myself up way more than I do my muscles going down and my balance. Okay. And so like for me going up was just like, all right, like find a spot and push.
0: Well, right. And, and, and also you're, and I had to keep telling myself, you have to trust this wood, right? Because you really are using that, these railings, which I'm calling like the wood because they are made out of those tree things. You ha- you are pulling, your holding on with your weight and pulling yourself up and trusting it's going to hold you. And when you're going up, if you were to fall back, you are falling off. Yeah, A hundred percent. Or, or uh, you're falling on me. Or, yeah. It's a vertical thing. Like, yeah. or you would fall back. Like, it's a, it's a weird thing. So, you really do, like, you have to be all in. And so, I think, too, for me, I was so just one foot in front of the other. Just go, go, go. Like, because if I stopped, I was going to freeze. And I was like, just one foot in front of the other. Go, like, pull yourself up. Just keep going. I didn't even want to take a break. And I felt like I just basically hauled ass up the side of that mountain in beast mode. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and like, just like full, it's also a hundred degrees. Well, it say, is so freaking hot. I was going
1: to say, Travis, says pro tip that we've been talking about, like have at least two liters of water. Oh yeah. Because we drank a lot of water going down because it's hot and you're on the side of a mountain and you're feeling the reflection off the rock, but then also you get onto the beach and then you're thirsty and then you got to go back up and going back up I went through almost a liter and a half of water. Yeah. Just going back up because it was hot.
0: Hot AF, sweating crazy hair, like yeah. just um like dirt all over my face, like sand coming out of every crevice of my being and beast mode up the mountain knowing like I want to get to the the stairs, which were, were the scary part. And now I'm like, once I'm there, I'm good. We've made it like, this is the easy part. And we get up there. It felt like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like it was so quick where I looked up and I was like, cause I didn't really look up the whole time. It was just well, what was right in was front of mountain me. Mountain
1: in front of your face. Right.
0: And so I finally looked up and I realized, oh my God, we're here. We've made it to the quote unquote easy part. Like this whole scary scaling of cliff parts over and we get up there and it started raining and there was a double rainbow.
1: Over the mountain.
0: And we were like, oh my God! You could
1: literally see the end of the rainbow falling into the ocean.
0: Oh, God, that was amazing.
1: It was that like, yeah. was
0: a moment because we were like, we did it. We made it. And now it's raining, which felt so good because we were so hot. and And here, like... It was just a moment
1: well which was hilarious because we had that like balinese kind of moment where we did something tough you come up over the beautiful cliff you see the uh double rainbow and then the balinese horror flick starts
0: oh my god okay so we moved past the rainbow high five we freaking did it let's get let's get the f up these stairs Mm -hmm. and get off the side of this cliff okay like we did it check the box um and so we're walking back up the stairs to you know the the top like where you get your car whatever now bali has a ton of monkeys and these monkeys most of them are very feisty because they're around people and people feed them
1: yep they think it's funny and cool to get the picture and hand them corn on the cob and hand them fruit and bananas and anything out of their bag, and so they know that. Yeah. And they're not small. No, they're
0: freaking. They're like terrifying. And they're
1: those weird-looking monkeys that look like old, old men. Yeah.
0: And they have huge balls that they like to put on your face. Yeah. Like they, they're, they're, they're so cute slash scary because they attack people so we're going up these stairs and all these monkeys started to come down it was the
1: whole crew the
0: whole posse yeah and you're and i was like oh my god i started to get nervous because again they jump on people they rip through their backpacks they take your stuff like they're when they're in a pack
1: yeah
0: and so i'm like oh my
1: god. well again again we're going up this path that is literally a two-person path maximum. Yeah. So there's not room to, like, give them their space. Right. Right? So it's not like, oh, there's a monkey. Like, oh, that's cool. Let's go watch. Around it. Let's kind of go around or let's keep a distance <laughs> Yeah. from this wild monkey that is Vicious. aggressive when it comes to food. Yeah.
0: And so I was like, just don't look at it. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. Like, don't give it any mind. Just keep going and they'll just pass us. And, like, the first group ended up passing us and going to the guy behind us and, like, ripping his fucking (laughs) face off. Not literally, but was, like, punching him. No. And and hissing at him and trying to steal.
1: So all the monkeys were, like, there's probably 15 to 20 of them. And they were on the railing that you're supposed to hold on to. (laughs) So you're kind of, like, just don't look at it in the eyes kind of thing and just keep walking um, and so we're getting through, we're getting through, we're getting through and then all of a sudden the one passes us and he was the big one yeah. and he sits up on the rail and the guy, I don't know if he was trying to take a picture or no, whatever. No, he just
0: jumped on him.
1: He literally we just hear that screech ah. and he was like, he starts going ah, ah,
0: ah You have to be like aggressive. aggressive, yeah.
1: Aggressive and then I hear him like, Kim starts screaming <laughs> and starts taking off running And I hear the guy say, "That's really good for Balinese tourism. Like, you know, monkeys attacking tourists on the side of a cliff. Like, but yeah, he that monkey went.
0: That's what they do, though. Hurt
1: the guy. So let's not put it out there. No, I mean,
0: yeah, but it's scary. Like, if he would have jumped on me and started hissing and screaming and like trying to rip through my backpack, like." That's so scary. So then i I'm, I'm going up and I keep I keep saying like, <laughs> they can smell the bananas cuz I had bananas oh, in my yeah. backpack and I was like, "Oh my god, they're going to smell the bananas and they're going to freaking attack the shit out of my backpack." So I was in like full terror mode, like like so scared running up these stairs trying to like get away from and these And then there's monkeys. more
1: coming down the stairs um, which then you're screaming when you turn the corner and there's like three of them sitting there on the stairs. And then you just keep yelling, they can smell the bananas, which then I'm cracking up, because all I can think of is Anchorman 2, when they're like, they say they can smell the menstruation. Oh my
0: god, yes.
1: So I'm dying at that, and like trying to get through it.
0: It was a dramatic finish. Yeah, it was. Luckily, we didn't have any monkeys jump on us, they did not rip through to get the bananas, and we are able to make it out of Kaling King Beach Hike alive. Yes. And... I felt so, like, proud of myself. Yeah. I really did. It was like, cool. Like, you did this. You got this. Like, I'm so glad that we did that. And, yes, it was scary, but it wasn't as bad as I thought. And it was just like, you could totally do this. If you're not scared of heights, it's like, there's really no issue. and I'm not.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I get nervous when people – I can tell, like, when people are careless and not thinking, and they're just trying to, like – get by me when people pass me and they're not coming up carefully I get a little nervous because I'm like are you gonna bump me off my you know stance here and, and I'm gonna fall like but if people are cautious and like taking their time I'm not scared of hide so I didn't have any of the visceral reactions which was interesting because it made me think of like wow like has there any been has there been a time that I've ever had any sort of visceral reaction like that that I've froze and I couldn't think of anything so I was telling Kim like am I not pushing myself enough
0: (laughs) I don't think you have a lot of I think you're just pretty like calm and cool and good under pressure and um it you don't have a lot of the same like kind of irrational fears that I do yeah you know which is why we're like a good mix because you're good at like bringing me down which is why always
1: drive the scooter
0: which is why you drive the scooter thank (laughs) god because if I drove it like forget it we I would be, like, in a temple somewhere, face down with my scooter on top of me with smoke coming out, like, in a matter of a minute. Yeah. You know? It's no, just I, not know. My there thing. Was,
1: I was driving yesterday, and I was just like, if I was riding on the back of this scooter <laughs> right now, how would I feel? And I <laughs> was terrifying. like, yeah. I just, I don't know if I could do it.
0: Well, and you're right. And There's
1: my visceral reaction.
0: And you don't want to do it because we realistically probably wouldn't survive or get through <laughs> it without a crash.
1: Yeah, probably. <laughs> so
0: like let's, you know, like you're so There's good at There's that
1: moment of like you're you're scared of it. So like so but we it. also know like
0: And honestly, yeah, could I like I had a scooter accident, so I think that's part of like my fears of like I'm nervous to try to get back on one again because that was really scary. And as we know, on scooters, things can happen very quickly and they could be very life or death Catastrophic. because you're on a scooter and you don't have protection. Right. So I I know that if I really wanted to, I could get on the scooter and practice and I would be OK. But I think just in general right now, it's like your strength is that you are really good at being aware of what's all the traffic, all the chaos, all the like. Being able to kind of think about, okay, what's going on, staying calm, making a decision, being confident in that decision, and just going. Like you're so good at that, and so it's like I have you to drive me around, right. so well, I don't I, really need to I get mean, on my I've own. Also, scooter.
1: had two incidences here. Yeah, I mean, I crashed into terrifying. a wall, and then I almost almost wrecked it into a pharmacy. <sighs> so. <laughs> I mean,
0: which is like so embarrassing because there was a guy like guy he was running, like are you okay always,
1: and he's trying to teach me how to and do it and you're like
0: I know bro just pretend this I never just happened saying,
1: like, I slipped on the sand which I did actually but,
0: but it just goes to show that anything can happen yeah. very quickly yeah. that was like
1: yeah, oh uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you just like took off into
1: the pharmacy well I slipped on the sand I was trying to put the bike I was trying to scoot it forward so I could park it, and I slipped on the sand, and when I slipped, my hand cranked back on the accelerator, which you just know when you're parking, you take your hand off of the accelerator, but I was trying to push it forward with it, and when I slipped, I slipped down, and I cranked it, and it almost went right over the curb and into the pharmacy.
0: Oh, my God. And then we, like, turned into our villa, and it's, like, a long driveway with, like, like trees, I guess, or leaves, like on the side of the wall.
1: It's ivy the on the branch. side of the oh, wall. Oh, yeah,
0: ivy. Okay. And we turn it, like, <laughs> Aaron, like, crashed. I'm on the back. We basically crash into the wall, and he is, like, going against the wall with, like, just ripping his arms to shreds from the ivy.
1: Well, see, that's another thing that we talk about, like, with Bali, like, there, there's no, like, in the United States, right? It's It's actually illegal. To pass people on the right. Like if they're turn or pass them on the left when they're turning, right? You just don't go around them when they're turning. Because people turning, that's the way they're going, right? In Bali, they don't give two flying shits. Like mm-hmm. they're gonna pass you on any direction, no matter which way you're turning. Mm-hmm. So like my brain says I'm turning right, nobody's gonna pass me on the right. They're gonna pass me on the left. So that's a really difficult thing to wrap your brain around to know that you have to look behind you to the left and then look to the right before you turn and then look for oncoming traffic.
0: Yeah, it's a lot to process in a matter of a second.
1: And so there was people behind me and I tried to like cut off the main street into our villa and I just, and it's a it's a ramp, it's a hill mm-hmm. going up. And so I gunned it to get past it and cut my angle wrong and that just. Was-
0: that Literally, was scary, yeah. and your arm took a beating. Yeah, I
1: cheese grated the uh, the side of the wall. And then I was more worried about you.
0: I mean, I was shaken up by the whole thing, but like, and then also you went completely <laughs> off the
1: road. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: we were on our way to the pyramids of Chai, which, you know, we had this whole experience there, and. You turn and we're literally just off the road. And for some reason, I didn't scream. I knew, like, I had to stay really still, because if I freaked, we were going to fly. Yeah. But, like, you just completely went off the road for a minute. (laughs) Like, as you were trying to correct, but you can't... It's so easy to overcorrect on a scooter, and you're just going to freaking drop
1: it. Like. Well, and that's why you just break and put your feet down. Like, but just... That's why I didn't panic. I just rode in the grass <laughs> and I tried to like level it out to be like, okay, I'm not going to lose the control so I can just ease back onto the road and hopefully it's no harm, no foul. Oh my God. That but was then we so... got off in Pyramid of Chai and Kim. I
0: was like, oh boy. She I was like, shook. I was <laughs> shook because if that wouldn't have been grass, that would have been the edge. Like in most cases, it's like an edge or it's whatever we would have flew off and there would have been an accident like that's scary so it's like whoa it puts it in perspective of and again it's it's all relative you can get a car accident like uh, things can happen anywhere but it is very um the scooter life is definitely when you are not used to that it is scary sometimes But yeah. it's also like really fun, and you're a great driver, and it's okay. But there have been incidents where it remind you things can happen at any moment, and you do need to be very aware and conscious and go slow.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Right. So jumping in. Oh my god. Back.
0: Okay, we have one more story. We'll make this quick because I feel like this has gone on and on and on.
1: Yeah. So we did the treehouse and all the things on the first day. Second day, we went to Timbling, and then we went to Kinkling, and then we made our journey after Kinkling. To Crystal Bay. So. No. Where did we go?
0: We went to Atu and Diamond. But yeah. that Yeah, that was a whole nother thing, which, the like, the final, like, story is we were in Crystal Bay, and so Nusa Penida is known for, it's swimming with the mantas, the manta rays, or snorkeling with them, or, you know, uh, diving. diving, and so... It's one of the only areas in the world that you can do it year round because there's this whole reason behind it.
1: Yeah, the current, the, the it's the largest body of water pushing through in the world, they said, uh, through that Lombok kind of strait, And it basically, it's where the Pacific Ocean comes into the Indian Ocean and it regulates salt and, and temperature. And so a lot of the sea life is there because of the currents and the coral reef in that area
0: and the there's specific fish that they they clean the gills and the things of the manta so they come into for like quote unquote cleaning stations and they mm-hmm. get cleaned and so it's it's they're always here they're always flowing through here and so we're not big on like animal tourism and like doing things like that involve animals that they're like forced to be in certain situations for our pleasure it's just like not our thing like it's just not something we're interested in doing um and so we were kind of like, we weren't going to do it. We were skeptical. And then we started to research it more and like asked around and, and cause we wanted to make sure that they weren't being fed or they weren't there for, forced to yeah, go like. like they were just naturally there. And if you see them great. And if you don't, you don't. And so what we learned was that, no, they are not forced in any way. They're not being fed. They're there. Um, In their own environment and sometimes you can see them and sometimes you can't but it's it's a in this area it's something that you can do and hopefully see them basically
1: yep and the balinese say that you're lucky if you see them
0: yeah so we were like okay like after we had researched that we're like it's something really cool that we could do that's that's only in this part of the world we're here and so we were, we wanted to do it, but then we got, we started to talk. We're like, Yeah, it's probably not worth it. Let's not do it because we both have fears around deep water. And open water. Open water and snorkeling and sharks and critters and those kind. like, it's just, the, the water isn't my favorite place in the world. Like, I'm just not... I love the beach, but I, I don't like being in big water. No,
1: and I it's it's mainly the critters and then that, that underworld, I feel like a visitor that is not allowed. Yeah. You know? Like, that's just how I feel in the water. Yeah. That this is a world that I am not privy to.
0: <laughs> right. But then it's like every time we've gone snorkeling, yeah. I'm like, this is amazing. Right? So... We were we were like okay here we go. It's something we're nervous to do. We weren't going to do it because not because of any other reason than the fact that we were nervous. And so we said here we go. We got to do it. Like let's do it because we're nervous. Let's just go and have this experience and do the damn thing. So we decided to do it, and we get out there and it was very choppy. So where the manor, well, it's also known for that. It's, yeah, it's known for that. It's very choppy. It's, it's, it's a little bit chaotic because the water is very deep. And it's waves and it's current. And, and there's
1: a lot of people. Yeah. And there's a lot of boats. Yeah. And it's just like you get that fear. Like you panic because you're in the water trying to regulate your breathing. It's a heavy current. There's a big waves coming in you're like kind of battling that with your snorkel and then you look up and you're just like, where's my boat? Yeah. And like, am I I gonna lose my boat? Yeah. And like where, you know, so there's like a lot of things going on, but then when you just like settle into it, it was actually super easy. We always knew where our boat was. Our captain was always looking for us. Yeah. And it was, it was awesome.
0: There was a, there was a time that I started to get a little tired. Yeah. And I was getting kind of nervous because we were far from the boat and I I was like, I'm getting kind of, t- I'm not a great swimmer either. So I was like, I'm getting kind of tired. And these waves in my mask kept filling up with water. And I was kind of like, oh my God, you know. I, but then, but there's something really cool about when you go underneath. Even when I would put my goggles underneath, like it's more peaceful, you know. 100%. Than being on top. Yeah. I will say this is the one area that I like having a lot of people around. Because most yeah. of the time you're like, I don't want all the crowds. I don't want all the people. If there I, would have
1: been nobody out uh, there. I, uh, uh,
0: nope. I like that there was a lot of people. I felt safer being like, okay, there's a lot of people around. We're good. We're in this together. Yeah. And it brought me peace.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. I think if we would have jumped out there and been like, there's nobody here. No, I wouldn't have I don't know if I would have gotten the
0: I actually, our boat was way away. From everybody.
1: You did. You asked him. I said,
0: uh, no, uh, can you move us closer? And I can't swim that far. <laughs> and so he, like, moved us closer to everybody. I think he was, like, trying to be like, hey, you guys have this whole place to yourself. Like, we were like, uh, no, move no, us closer yeah, to the people. Yeah.
1: There's a reason they're over there. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, so, but we didn't end up seeing any. No, I saw one.
1: Um, really deep. Uh, but, and we then. Think. No, it was. Okay. And then, um. I went up to the captain and he was like, well, he was scared. (laughs) And I was like, I I think it was a loss in translation, but. He was scared of you. Right. But I I happened to be adjusting my goggles and just kind of like taking a moment to float. And I just was looking down and I saw one pass underneath me um, really deep. But usually they come up to the surface. Right. And so that's like the big thing. Um, They say mantas are known to jump out of the water as Uh. well um either for mating or another cleaning yeah. thing they're not sure why they do it but it's a big phenomenon that they actually will leap out of the water um and so we did here the day before we met a guy at king Kling and he was like uh he didn't have any plans he was just traveling by himself and he was like i just met somebody on the beach i think i'm gonna go do the snorkeling thing tomorrow and we uh heard that there was 10 mantas that they saw and then we checked his instagram and sure enough
0: they were everywhere. Everywhere, and I we was, didn't see anything. I was so bummed, like so bummed, because. But then I was kind of like, okay, well that's good because it does show that like, they're not they're here. You're not always gonna see them though, yeah. you know, uh, which which I was disappointed, but you know whatever. Well,
1: the the flip side of that too. Number one, I wanted to say, <sighs> did it not remind you at all any time of the whale tour in Seattle, where? Um, like we followed killer whales for two hours and then they were like, okay, we have to go. And then they were like, look at the like seals yeah, and, the, and the cares. birds and, the, and everybody's like, I don't care. You don't just, give a just, fuck. Just take us home. Yeah. Like if we would have swam with the mantis, because that's what you do in the first stop.
0: Everything else. Is everything like, else I'd have been
1: like, bro, just take me back. Yeah. Like it was just funny. But also, so we get out on the first, we dive in, we get out and turn on the GoPro, swimming around, looking for mantas. And I get back on the boat, turn the GoPro off, and that's the last time we've seen the GoPro. So we had just started the tour, and we were really excited to film a video and do all that stuff, and even just capture images, and no GoPro. So it was a very-
0: So disappointing. It's
1: disappointing because we've just had a bad run with- Electronics. Um, but it was also a moment that Kim and I had that, of course, like I got fix fixated on it, like trying to fix it and clean it out. And I noticed the, the housing uh, shield basically was loose or something and it got water inside. And so basically ruined the GoPro. And then like there was a moment that Kim was just like, put it away, mm-hmm. like put it away and like just be in the moment. Like mm-hmm. we don't have to film it. And I think we get lost in that especially people that are active on social. Um, the fact that we shoot YouTube videos, the fact that we want it for ourselves. Um, but there was that moment of like this in full transparency, this tour doesn't matter anymore because I don't have a way to capture it.
0: Right. Which is crazy to think about. Like we had that conversation cause we were like, Oh, if we don't have a GoPro, if we couldn't get a picture, if we couldn't get a video, and we saw the mantas, and we couldn't get a picture with them, is it even worth doing? Right. And we were like, oh my God, what is wrong with us yeah. that if we couldn't get a picture, it's not worth doing? Right. Instead of being like, we get to go have that an experience? Yeah. It's kind of crazy. It checked us to be yeah. like, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, Right? And, and so we put the put the GoPro away you stop messing with it and we went on to snorkel at a bunch of different places and it was absolutely beautiful oh and God. the fish and like of course there were so I was like this would have been such a cool picture yeah. um, but we got to just have that experience together not thinking about get this picture get this video that would be cool put like we were just in it for the first time in I don't know how many years and years and years and years and years Of just doing something and not documenting it in any way. You're just present for the experience. And it's something that felt very unnatural. But also it was very enjoyable. Very freeing. It was just like, cool. Like, cool. That was amazing.
1: It is kind of interesting though. Like that experience we just have to ourselves. Yeah, And we have a lot of experiences to ourselves. But nothing in a major way. Something, like, anything yeah. that's, like, super major, we document it. Right. In some of form course. or fashion. Yeah. Right? Like, either it's Instagram or it's, uh, you know, a YouTube video or something, right? Or we just keep the footage for ourselves.
0: And that's the world that we live in, mm-hmm. you know? And, and there's nothing wrong with pictures and all the things, but it was, yeah, it, it really, it was that moment where we're like, oh, if we can't get a picture, we're not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, Whoa. Check yourself, sweetheart.
1: A little bit. Because like after after you're Man- fucked. After Manta Bay, I literally almost told the guy Turn around. Turn around, just take us back.
0: Yeah, which is so crazy. There's no point
1: to just snorkel knowing I can't see any mantas and I don't have a GoPro. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> like losers. Why am I here?
0: <laughs> right. And that's a Just cr- take
1: me to the beach and I'll drink some Bentang oh and call my- it a day.
0: Right. And but we kept going and we ended up having such a great day. Yeah. I mean it was so beautiful and I'm in and, and again so two parts like it was amazing because we were afraid and we did it anyways and even being with the mantas looking for the mantas it was deep water it was a little crazy with the choppiness and all the things and then even being on the coral reef and all like it was it wasn't I was I didn't even feel scared I didn't even feel scared. I felt a peace. I actually enjoyed myself. I actually was like, this is beautiful. This feels great. And so we almost didn't do it because we were, quote unquote, scared. And I didn't even feel scared. I was like, this is amazing. I, I felt incredible.
1: I will say, I just had this realization just now that I would suggest this tour, that snorkeling tour, to anybody, right? Not like, oh, I might not see the manta, so I'm not going to go. We didn't see any mantas, so I'm not going to say that it wasn't worth it because I just realized it's kind of like a safari, right? Like you don't know if you're going to see the big four. You don't know if you're going to see a lion. You don't know if you're going to see an elephant. You have a very good chance, just like you do in Manta Bay. Mm -hmm. Very good chance you're around. But the acts of trying to find them actually added to the excitement, Mm -hmm. right? I wasn't just down there snorkeling, looking at fish, There was that activeness to find the mantas. Mm -hmm. And that actually added to the excitement of it.
0: A hundred percent. And it's just beautiful. Like you are getting a perspective of the island from a different vantage point. You're on the water. You see the cliffs. It's absolutely beautiful. Being on the boat. The whole thing was amazing. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's something that I'm again. I'm glad that we did it because we walked away being like that was awesome. And you saw a sea snake. I
1: did.
0: Which sea snakes are the most poisonous snake in the world? If you get bit, you'll die. Like eight seconds. In eight seconds, (laughs) it's crazy. And uh, you know they're in their water. Like it's not like they're aggressive or anything, but like you know that they're there. Um, and if you get bit, you will die. It's just part of it. And so we're we're snorkeling and there's just a sea snake.
1: Yeah. And, well, it's funny. And because, I was like,
0: oh, my God.
1: It's funny because just for future knowledge, for anybody that is, you know, snorkeling in this part of the world, you know, Philippines, Thailand, Indonesia, like the sea snakes are there, but they stay in the coral and then they come up occasionally for air. And they say that the people that have been get that have gotten bit by them are the ones that they're coming up for air and they get entangled, yeah. And then they panic, and then they panic, and so they b- they bite. They're not just like searching for you in the right. water.
0: They're not man eaters.
1: Like water moccasins. <laughs> yeah, stuff. they're
0: not man eaters. But just seeing one, and I was like, okay, I saw it, and I'm like,
1: there was a snorkel scream. Okay, so, which was hilarious. Yeah, the underwater snorkel scream. The snorkel
0: scream. Woo! Yeah. It's very horse-like. <laughs> and then I swam away because I'm like, I don't want to be near this seasake when it comes up for air and swam away. But it was like one of those things that I was like knowing it was there and just being like, OK.
1: And not just gl- grabbing onto my legs. Yeah, like little- we did in the
0: Philippines. <laughs> yeah. So I felt like we walked away from this trip just more badass more fearless more confident we had conquered some fears that again sound small in a lot of ways but to us like they were things we almost didn't do and we did them and we're so happy to have that experience and to remind ourselves to keep pushing our limits as we always talk about with our community always remind- reminding ourselves to do it too all the time because you feel so much more confident and empowered and walk away with incredible experiences you wouldn't have, even if it's a disaster, but you get a good story out of it, yeah, right?
1: Yeah, 100%. And I, mean, I think it was just like, not only did we push ourselves, but we walked away with an experience, one, for ourselves, and two, another notch as one of the most beautiful places I've ever been.
0: Yeah, totally. Hands down. Totes.
1: I mean, it is the most beautiful island part of Bali.
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah. Because
1: the boot is not on the water, but it's got its own beauty.
0: Yeah. Right? I agree.
1: That, I've never seen water, cliffs, beaches like that.
0: Yeah. 100%. I think that's it, brah. That's it. All right.
1: Another week wrapped up.
0: Another week in the books. In the books. In the books.
1: All right. Um, Anything else? Closing statements? No, I'm hungry. Of course. It's
0: noon. Oh, my God goodness we've been at this for... time for a nap <laughs> <laughs> time to go record traveler school motherfucker wow <laughs> all right on that we will see you little fart heads next week <laughs> <laughs> okay
1: wow you're not even that's how you're gonna close it map out with, your
0: own path and, and stay st- always
1: stay trapsessed
0: i love that when i talk you mouth what I'm saying—it creeps me out to it's no level. It's so scary. <laughs> it's just like like a I like got
1: okay.
0: a little quiz. Like I got it.
1: I got it. <laughs> I got it. Map your own path and always stay trash as We'll see you next week.
0: Bye.